Good evening and welcome to the February 11th edition of the Worldview Feature. I'm Gil Halstead. I'm your host and I'm joined in the studio tonight live by my friend Amit Pal, who is the Communications Director for the Freedom from Religion Foundation here in Madison, and by Shizad Baloch, who has been a journalist in Pakistan within the last several years. He, he was, for more than a decade, he, he was a journalist there, and he now lives and works in Madison, and we're glad to welcome him here this evening to talk about the, the Pakistan elections that just took place. We're not sure if they're quite over yet, but it appears that the votes are, are just about all in, and we want to bring you up to date on what's happened there and what its implications are. And I'm going to turn it over now to Amit Pal to give a more complete introduction of our guest, Shazad Baloch. Uh, thank you, Gil. It's always a pleasure. And it's such a privilege for us to have in the studio with us Shehzad Baloch, who's now a resident of Madison, working at the School of Medicine and Public Health. He has taught journalism here at uh, Madison College. But in the past, he's been actually a reporter in the restive province of Baluchistan in Pakistan, and we'll be asking him about that. And he was working for the Express Tribune, which is the first internationally affiliated newspaper in Pakistan in partnership with the New York Times and saw some very interesting things there that he'll tell us about. And full disclosure, Shehzad is a friend of mine. So uh, welcome to the studio, Shehzad. It's, it's so nice to have you. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Amitabh. Thank you, Gil, for, for having me here. Well, thanks so much for joining us. So Shehzad, uh, could you please start by explaining to our listenership, especially those who haven't followed Pakistani politics uh, very closely as to what's happened. Uh, a couple of key figures. One is Imran Khan, a cricketer par excellence, who I used to idolize as a child, is was the Prime Minister of Pakistan and is now in jail. The generals are the other key players. Could you please set up the context for our listenership and tell them about Khan and the generals and the other key players? Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... Pakistan's uh, elections always been uh, controversial. I would say that because as you read uh, articles in uh, New York Times or Western newspapers or or, or even even like uh, Pakistani newspapers, so there's a, a backdoor a security establishment. They always try to influence the elections. So, so Khan uh, has been like has been campaigning against corruption in Pakistan. As you see, Pakistan struggles. Economy, its economy is not good, and the law and order is not good. It's been a mess since like nine eleven, I would say, post nine eleven, and before that. So this these election, uh, Khan emerged as a majority party. It's, they won a Tariqe Insaf movement for for justice. So that's the translation uh, of his uh, uh, political party's name. The PTI. Is... PTI Pakistan Tariqe Insaf. So it's like right. movement for for justice. So his campaign, like he, he used to win one seat. Uh, I remember that uh, in nineties, in late nineties, and so then he emerged as a as a, as a majority pa uh, party, and he became prime minister of Pakistan, and people loved him because he was vocal uh, against the West Western influence in the region, and he was vocal against the corruption. Like People's Party is the hub of like uh, they ruled uh, Pakistan a couple of times, and. Uh, Pakistan Muslim League ruled Pakistan several times, and there was like a huge chunk. We should mention that military dictatorship they ruled Pakistan directly, 
I'll say like John Mushab was the last one, and they saw hope in 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 Imran Khan, and then Imran Khan himself was like, "Oh, I'm gonna bring change, and everything's gonna be good, and I'm gonna say no to the outer forces, and I will bring revolutionary changes. All the corrupt people, all these few families, those who have been ruling Pakistan, so they're not gonna do it anymore." But what happened? Khan was in in a little bit denial that he thought like he's the one who won the majority. He was a popular leader, but you know they're like uh, behind the scene. There's always like a security establishment. They set the stage like okay, I can't trust Pakistan Muslim League noon. So they just tried started supporting uh, behind the scene uh, Tariq PTI Imran Khan. Imran, Imran Khan is popular, and uh, they started supporting this person, and he became a prime minister. And he thought like oh oh, oh I'm like doing great i'm 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 the best and and everyone loves me and i can say it to anyone so then he started change the foreign policies that's the one they you don't mess up in pakistan when you're a politician if you want to stay in power because all like it's not the first time that uh, uh pti is being uh, like leaders being in prison like uh, it's not the first political party whose leaders being in prison because if you see like pakistan people's party its founder was executed by the military journal just six years ago. PMLN chief was facing a lot of charges and uh, corruption charges and everything by security establishment. And, and Imran Khan was the one who was distributing sweets. And it was like, oh, the security establishment is the best one now. He started like talking against them. But one thing I must say that uh, Khan did well with uh, in this election that instead of boycotting and he he campaigned like go and vote. That's the I think I like that too because he appealed to the people. I was like, okay, even though no one could use the party symbol, that was I was going to ask yeah. you about that because I thought that was really interesting that that was, that was part of the court ruling against him that put him yeah. behind bars was that we're going to take the cricket bat, yeah, cricket off, bat. Yeah. Off, yeah. off the ballot <laughs> so you can't use it. Yeah, so that's that was like. Because, you know, like uh, I would say that the, the security establishment, the government establishment uh, structure in Pakistan is way more powerful, organized than any political party. They knew that that he's a popular leader. If we allow them, he might get the majority and then it's going to be hard to stop him to, to constitute a government. So they took the bat and they intimidated a lot of his, uh, all the candidates who were, who were fighting, but it's still... Since today, there was hundred more than 100 uh, independent candidates with different weird like symbols. They won the uh, elections and so far leading. Yeah, and, and Shedad, here I have to uh, add my bit. And as Gil knows <laughs> that uh, I have a long gestating book on populism. Imran Khan is another example of that. Modi in India, of course, Trump in the United States, uh, Bolsonaro in Brazil. Uh, unfortunately, nearly, if not all of them, uh, constituting a right-wing uh, version of populism, but that's how Imran Khan has managed to uh, maintain his popularity by campaigning against the establishment. So please, Shahzad. Yeah, yeah. So, so now things are changing weirdly in Pakistan, as you see in the in the, in the mainstream media, like all the Western countries. What's going on? Like it's just why there's a delay in result. I, I must say that uh, the, well, the province I lived, I reported Balochistan. It's the most like uh, dangerous place. It, it has been declared a couple of times the most dangerous place. I saw clearly there, like the influence of security force, how they changed the results, right. how they supported. So now that they, they, they hear it from Imran Khan, then it was like, oh, it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's been going And on. let's just say where Balochistan is, it's in the... the Southwest, uh, like it's a Southwest, pro, pro, Southwest province of 
uh, Pakistan. It shares border with uh, Afghanistan and Iran. And Iran. So right. it's, it's like a really porous border, like 900 miles, like Afghanistan. And then there's a huge, like six, 700. And there is a huge coastline with it. With Iran, too. It's a really strategically, really important location. Right. Uh, where I usually, I myself, like reported, there's like Western powers and all other powers are interested in because there's a Iran, Afghanistan. And it's really important. Yeah. All together there. Yeah. yeah. So I was there and I even went close to, I I remember my days as a, like, as a, as a reporter there, I, I worked as a translator to, to some of the foreign European uh, reporters. And it was hard to report there. And you, any uh, foreigner cannot report uh, on Balochistan or can travel without the permission from the Pakistani government. So y- you can imagine, like, no, no, you cannot go, Gil, you cannot go to Balochistan to report on election. You're going to simply going to be denied. So, right. so you don't know what's going on. And I just heard from a leader who was a spokesperson of, uh, was a good friend of mine. I want to say journalists don't have friends. They, they have sources. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, like, good source or friend. I don't know how you define it because I, I he was a spokesperson for Balochistan government like uh, a decade ago. And I just, he texted me the other day. He's like, hey, I just got a, a threat from the security establishment wow. and he was winning and now he's losing. So it's been going on there. I want to say like Imran Khan's followers are a lot in Western countries in America. So that's why we hear a lot about him here and a lot of like uh, rich people, elite in Pakistan, they love him too. So there's no like lack of resources to to reach out. In in, in Balochistan or, or, or KPK, Khabar Pakhtunkhwa, these are like poor provinces and these things are happening there for a long time and no one no one cares a lot. Though. So like, yeah. yeah. So you, you say Shahzad, for a long time, can you please just in brief explain to us what's been happening in Balochistan since Pakistan's independence and formation. So the thing is, in in, in Balochistan, there's always the the supported or like individual people to to constitute a, a government in, in Balochistan. There's like always a military operation. There's like security establishment was always involved in there. Like if you see the history of Balochistan, no one ruled government, never ruled a single party. There's always like a coalition government, yeah. and sometimes whoever is in the center, they rule Balochistan too. So it's just given, like, okay, well, you win majority in national assemblies, I will give you Balochistan. So, so you can really... Backdrop of multiple insurgencies against yeah, the Yeah, because many people don't vote there because they don't trust in the system too. So they, And it's a win-win. I, I, I always hated that part when they boycotted, like, Khan did the opposite thing. Go and vote. Vote, yeah. Yeah, so that's the answer to any tyranny, any, anything. I think I like that idea a lot. So I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's a great... When he said, like, go vote from the prison and anything. In Balochistan, it's opposite. Like, okay, we don't uh, believe in the system because all the security establishments are involved and it doesn't matter if we vote or not, they're going to elect those people they already they like. So so voting made a huge difference in, in this election. Because now, look at like PTI. I, I was not expecting that, to be honest. It was a, it was an eye-opener. Like, okay, they did well. So, but mm-hmm. so they're followers. So they went and they voted. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow because usually the independent right. candidates, <laughs> they're intimidated. And... Yeah, I'm curious about the, going back to the history of that too. And we, we don't know what's going to happen because the military has played such a huge role throughout the history of Pakistan. And I, I guess I didn't really realize this until reading the most recent coverage that the first election, the first actual election in Pakistan happened in 1970. That is what is being reported anyway. And I was at that time actually in India as a high school student. 
And I heard a report, I think NPR report, or maybe it was on Democracy Now!, they were interviewing a Pakistani journalist, a woman, and she was talking about this fact, right, that 1970 was the first time, and she said, look what happened then. We lost half the country. <laughs> I thought that was an yeah. interesting comment. I guess she must be from the Punjab, okay? Because if you were to talk to a, yeah. a Bengali, they might have a different perspective. On she was reporting, what, of course, to uh, right. the secession of... Uh, East Pakistan that right. became Bangladesh. Yeah. Right, which resulted after a war. Yeah. Yeah. So so the first, you're, you're right, there were elections. It's not like they, they, there were elections. Yes. And they, yeah, but the, the constitution, not like 1973, like People's Party or then like all the military coup. So the constitution was, like now the elections are according to constitution of 1973. Right. The so proper elections and people should be like voting and all the legislation at upper level and and lower level, but right after that, the like the constitution, the People's Party had. We were just talking about like uh, Zulfikar Ali Bhutto. He was hanged to death by the military journal. Right. So, so, so what happened to that person who gave constitution? So that's 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 been happening since day one. That's what I say. Like it's not the first time it's happening. There, it's just a crazy things that happening for a long time. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Shazad, there's this joke that I have to say on air <laughs> that uh, the three A's control uh, Pakistan are the army, Allah, and America. So, so can you can you tell us about maybe the more recent role of the United States in the ouster of Imran Khan and his repression? And maybe a bit historically too. Sure, yeah. So it's just a common knowledge in Pakistan that, that Americans are directly or indirectly involved in Pakistani elections. It's, it's, it's a knowledge. And since 1940s, before even Pakistan was uh, constituted. Because I blame Western countries too, because DC, like, yeah. there's a system with these security establishment. Why should we talk politicians? Because this guy's getting the job done. That's what we see in America. You know, he gets the job done. I want to hire this person. So, so that's what's happening, I think, over there. Uh, I see, like, oh, okay, this person gets the job done instead of like talking multiple politicians and stuff. So, because it's a key country in Afghanistan, uh, is nearby Pakistan. And so, politicians are hard to deal with. They're elected by, and you don't know. It's unpredictable who's going to be elected next. So, Imran Khan's like uh, started, and he went to Ukraine. He said it's a coincidence when uh, he went to Moscow, like Russia, Russia, when the Ukraine war started. So it was a big uh, statement that, oh, he's siding, but he said it's a coincidence. And he also publicly said that America is hosting him. And he, before even this blew, like it just uh, became a, a common uh, knowledge. And then that time, the military chief uh, said that we don't want to lose allies uh, in Western countries because that's the big support they always seek. So Imran Khan was like, oh, you know, these Americans don't want me to be a politician. And there are a lot of evidence. See, I ne I, I've not investigated, but it just seems like a knowledge. Everyone believes in this conspiracy theory or it's a, it's a fact. We don't know. Because if you read someone like, oh, sources said that, anonymous sources said that, and you just go with the journalist. Right now, we don't have like Walter Cronkite. Like we just take the word. <laughs> like, okay, we believe him. Okay, whatever he's going to say. Now we have to ch check the fact and references. We, and you, it's hard to find right. sources for those kind of stuff. Right. But that's that's what was happening. It was like, uh, okay. I'm, uh, and then the key uh, point they said, like PTI, Imran, I was like, he said like, oh, when he was interviewed, I forgot the name of that person. I think uh, in the article, they mentioned it too. That he's like, oh, uh, US, if, would you give CIA bases in Pakistan? He said, look, oh, 
absolutely not. So his followers say that that was the uh, day they decided to get rid of this guy because he's like controlling. The... Because he was turning down the CIA. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was turning after, down. Yeah, especially after the Taliban recontrol of Afghanistan. Yeah, so like, so yeah, after after I was like, okay, we're gonna have because historically, like when nine uh, eleven happened, even before that, so America had bases in Pakistan still do have like relationship especially with the security establishment so there were like bases in Balochistan bases in KPK so these are like areas where they operated I saw myself choppers and so I you know there's a funny thing I always say that so I was a translator I never been to America before I was a reporter there so I was a TV reporter the first American I was encountered uh, I encountered was a was a, was a, was an American uh, a soldier it was because I was like, I was like, I said, oh, there's, there's Afghanistan over there, so we don't go over there. There's a border, and it's it's, it's not as secure. Then there was like, I see Americans. So it was like, I said, this is American soldiers over there. So they were uh, at that time they were in Afghanistan. So I was just in in, in the bordering town, just doing my routine journalism business, uh, and Good. I got in trouble with in Pakistani. Uh, security forces after that reporting too, they was like, why do you bring foreigners here to, I was like, oh gosh, I'm just doing my, my job. <laughs> and there were some nice people, they were like, okay, let me go. So oh, so that's uh, that's that's what I, was, uh, I, I remember. So there were like bases and they think that uh, Amer- uh, Imran Khan's death statement like made a huge difference and that's the reason they don't want him in the power. But you never know, like he's going to be prime minister again if things work out. Can he be prime minister while he's still in prison? (laughs) Things change in Pakistan, I must say that. Like, you know, like Nawaz Sharif was like, like Benazir Bhutto, like first. Nawaz Sharif is the the candidate in the party who basically came in second, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the second largest party. Prime minister a couple of times and now has the backing of the? Security establishment. Yeah, and it's most most likely that he's gonna be the the prime minister. That's what I wish here, but you never know because it's it's a constitutional crisis too. Because uh, to form a government, you have to have a political party because they all are independent parties. So uh, the independent candidates who won the election, so they can't constitute unless they declare themselves uh, like affiliation with a small party and then just like okay, we're gonna form the government. Even then, they need. Because their total uh, like seats are like 254 or something. But you do need two-thirds. Right, right. I was reading those statistics. Yeah, yeah. so two-thirds. Today, yeah. So that, still, you need coalition partners, to, and no one's going to go with them because others are really, uh, their uh, uh, opinions are aligned with the with the people who created this all uh, issue. So, so we, yeah. So, uh, Shahzad, our uh, listeners also will be interested in uh, what's the situation of Pakistan vis-a-vis Taliban controlled or re-controlled Afghanistan because of course Pakistan the initial Taliban that came to power was with the backing of Pakistan and now relations are much more complicated aren't they? They they, they are they are they, there's a lot of tension in, in Afghanistan it's 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 a sad situation to be honest like to see that because I lived nearby that area and Americans are gone and now Taliban control controls most of the areas but there are like still like warlords and other they control their areas too, so now they they thought they they can uh, easily control uh, uh, Afghanistan too, uh, the security establishment in Pakistan, but it's not working in their favor because Afghanistan was used to uh, use the soil was used because there's like different types of like Taliban there. They used to say that good and bad Taliban, right? Like good Taliban don't attack uh, don't attack us, uh, uh, bad Taliban's do. If they attack other people, it's fine. 
So there are bad Taliban's too, but they live in Afghanistan. You don't forget that, but they can be ally, uh, like friends to each other, and they'll be like, why the hell? So these are Pakistan Talibanis and Afghani Talibanis who do interact and, with and each interestingly, other. And uh, interestingly, Pakistanis, like uh, the name Pakistani Taliban, they attack Pakistan. Then Afghan Taliban, they attacked, used to attack at least uh, foreigners. So in the Pakistani security establishment, even there are articles, they, they used to like Afghan Taliban yes. because they don't attack us. <laughs> but, but we hate Akani, like these, uh, oh, not Akani, these uh, Pakistani Taliban, like usually like tribal areas of, uh, northern tribal areas of Pakistan. So it was like, it was like good Taliban. But so, so it was, it's been a debate. All the politicians, especially I would just give uh, 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 credit, some, some of the parties like People's Party, uh, there's like, okay, we, there should not be discrimination, good or bad Taliban. The, the, the people should be allowed to rule. It's a fragile country because everyone attacked and this infrastructure is destroyed and everything. So they thought they, thought they can easily rule there and not allow India to gain grounds there because mm -hmm. the reason security establishment is popular, was popular, at least now after Imran Khan, everyone's like questioning their role in, in the politics. They always thought like, oh, India is going to attack us, so this security is going to protect yes. us. So that's why, like, okay, we should rule Kabul, we should do this, and so, and 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 again, this security establishment in Pakistan, they're very like, uh, I wouldn't say organized, the positive word, but they just uh, like structured, and their flow of money is not only from like, let's say, selling military equipment, it's also from like real estate. They're involved in any everything. If you want to construct a house. Yeah. Right. So you can go and they have housing schemes also. So, so yeah, so they are uh, they they have like a multiple uh, resources on that. That's like oh yeah. Well, I guess the the other question because the the big the major news that I think most people are following in terms here in the U.S. in terms of what's happening internationally is what's happening in Gaza, the Israel Gaza war, and we watch what's going on in the United Nations, who's voting this way and that way. And where does Pakistan fit in this? I guess I would assume that because of it being basically a Muslim country, that they would be in support of Hamas. Is that the case? And what role have they been playing in that? See, that's, uh, I see in, in Pakistan, most it's, it's like a Sunni Muslim majority. It's claimed Islamic Republic of Pakistan. So yeah, right. in Pakistan, the people, they hated those who talk against Palestine. So they love it. So they the 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 majority I would say it's, there's a history behind it. There's a there was a jihad like there's a journal Ziaul like in eighties. That's where Pakistan was became a really religious country. Right. So under a heart. Yeah. So really religious country. Okay, we gonna conquer the world because this is a, a Muslim country first Kabul. Then Western countries supported that because they wanted to counter Russia that right. time eighties. So. They provided weapons. They empowered them. If you want to empower those people, then you need soldiers on ground, those who can die in the name of God. So for that, you need literatures. You need mosques. You need people to preach about it. I was like, okay, hey, here's the paradise. Here you are a great nation. You know, you just brainwash people. So now at that time, it was a turning point. Now it's majority Muslim, Sunni Muslim. They would be like, oh, uh, you're Muslim against Jewish. That's how they view it. So that's why there's a, it's very controversial. Someone says like, okay, I, I hate Hamas or what's going on should be condemned. So you can't say that in Pakistan. So you, I've never seen like uh, someone publicly saying that, okay, I condemn this or I 
they usually try to be like, oh, there are like a lot of protests. And then there's a third powerful party emerged in this election and every election or third or fourth is like Jamiyat ul Islam, like Islamic religious party. Uh, their slogan is like, they always support free Palestine. They always support everything. Right. And this is it's the third majority party there. And these are a key co coalition. So if Khan wants to be a president or prime of prime minister, he's not going to upset the, that that uh, mullah or that uh, religious guy who's telling his followers that uh, free Palestine. So it's very complicated. And then they just, there's a lot of protests going on. So their stand is usually like, oh, Palestine. And, and if you attend a, a legislative assembly in Pakistan, when the people talk, they always uh, talk, uh, sympathize towards like Palestinian, like stop genocide. And and definitely there's a there's an influence of Arabic media there too. So Right, right, right. Yeah. So there's not like not a lot of people read English, uh, listen English analysts. Uh, so the majority pop population uh, know Urdu. So they get those information. Okay, I uh, condemn attacks on innocent people. Um, a mass carried out, and then I'll equally condemn what's Israel. going on in Israel killing innocent people. So they just one flow of like information the coming in. So it's hard to to form an opinion. So that's why I wouldn't say like, oh, who support what? It's just you need to understand the historical context and, and everything. Right. Well, thank you very much to both of you. We are wrapping up here in the last minute and a half of, of today's Worldview feature. And I want to thank Shazad Baloch and Amit Pal. Thank you, Gil. And thank you, Shazad. Thank you. Really broad ranging. And we, we learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Gil. Thank you, uh, uh, Amitabh. And I think that we must have you again and <laughs> make you sit down and set the stage, right? Because there's obviously going to be more happening in Pakistan. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I'll be happy to happy to join. Yeah. Unless Indians get out their atomic bomb and just... <laughs> That'll be the end of it all. Avasal, probably. And thank you for listening. And please join us next week for a new edition of Worldview. Here on your community-sponsored radio, WORT 89.9 FM Madison and WORT.org.